Welcome to the Healthy Church Growth Podcast. Welcome to the Healthy Church Growth Podcast. We are so glad that you have joined us here for this incredible conversation that I, uh, one of your hosts, Mike, here, am having with our other co-host, Justin Price. Justin, how are you doing this fine, what is today, Wednesday? Today, as of recording this, we're on a Wednesday. As we're recording this, it is a Wednesday. It is four o'clock in the afternoon, and it's been an, <laughs> yes, it is. It's been a fantastic day. It's thanks for asking, Mike. How how are you doing? You know what? I I am doing great. And for those of you that uh, are listening to this, you have no idea. But Justin and I have been going through a battle of technology battle battle with technology. As I'm sure most of you who are listening go with every Sunday when it's the most inopportune times. Justin, have you ever noticed that when you're doing something, you got something big going on, and all of a sudden something that has never broken before is now broken. Doesn't that always happen? It only happens uh, when you need it. <laughs> Pro Prisoner only breaks 30 minutes before service. Exactly. Well, like 30 minutes. You know what You know what actually happened to me once was during a Christmas Eve, we, we're going into our first Christmas Eve. And now, you know, for everyone listening, if you're you know, working at a church, all that kind of stuff, Christmas Eve is huge. It's a big event for you. Uh, and I, I remember... Our Ableton, our tracks, you know, we use tracks and all that kind of stuff, click cues, all that kind of stuff. Just compl- all of the files that we use from the cloud just completely got deleted off the computer. Oh. I, don't, I still to this day do not know how it happened. Uh, and so we're scrambling. I mean, the, there's a countdown going, all that kind of stuff. I'm scrambling, you know, 12 minutes before um, the the service starts to, to somehow figure it out. So, um, yeah. And, you know, Christmas, uh, we're, we're actually around Christmas time as we're recording this right now. I mean, you know, people could be listening to this from, months from now. But right now we are recording this around Christmas. And uh, there's a ton of events going on, you know, around Christmas. It always seems to just, uh, you know, amp itself up. Justin, have you gone to any... Anything, any Christmas stuff lately, any Christmas events, all that kind of stuff, anything? I've been doing a couple of Christmas events online. Uh, I've I've experienced a few things uh, there as far as in person. There was a church down the street. This is a really small Methodist church down the street, and they do a living uh, drive-through nativity. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. And it was really cool. Uh, You put your windows down, and you drive through their parking lot, and they do it for three nights. Uh, and they have volunteers who kind of dress up in the different scenes and kind of act out the nativity scene. And it's uh, it was fun. Oh, I've got a six-year-old, so she really loved it. Um, and she got to engage with it, and we got to talk about biblical truths. And it was a great way for us to kind of, you know, not be talking about Elf on the Shelf and the fact that right, she's yeah. going to tell Santa that, um, you know, you've been bad today <laughs> or good. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it was a really nice change of conversation for our family and it was really cool because we didn't have to get out of the car, you know, it was safe. Right. Right. And, um, it was an event and you know, it's interesting. We sometimes talk about church work and we talk about results, you know, so in marketing, we're always talking about like, so how many, how many people did it result? Was the event good or bad? What's the first question that you always ask, Mike? Uh, how many people were there? I mean, Right? I feel like that's a I feel like that's a valid answer. Like doesn't that say something that's a trackable number? 
Exactly. Well, and and I think we've been using that number for a really, really long time. I yeah. Think. Um, I mean, wouldn't you say? It would, but I. So one thing about this event to to that topic, you know, they could count like, well, we had a lot of cars this year. Sure. Um, but the thing that they're not counting for is like, well, well, how does that compare to anything else that they do throughout the year? And what is right. really healthy? You know, I think the point of this podcast is for us to talk about what is healthy growth look like for a church. Um, and what is the purpose of events? Are they just feel good? I mean, they could just be nostalgic. They could be for sure. our own people. We're going to do a choir special Christmas because that's what I had when I grew up. And it makes me right. feel good inside, just like uh, warm soup on a cold day, you know? Yeah, well, that's. I, I think that's a really interesting thing because I was thinking about, you know, as we were we were, you know, starting to talk about what we're going to talk about on, this, uh, to the, on today's podcast and all that kind of stuff. I was thinking about this event, and I know that there's a ton of people out there who have this type of event, and I'm not saying it's good or bad. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just going gonna, gonna to talk about it from my experience only. Uh, when I was at a church, it was a smaller church. We did a thing around Halloween called a trunk or treat, which, you know, I know is not like a mind blowing thing. There's a ton of people that do that. Um, and it was, great, you, you know, like it was, what is a trunk or treat, Mike? Uh, <laughs> it's where you, uh, you get a bunch of people in a parking lot. Uh, thank you. know, you, so I'll do this. You, you sign up people in your church to come to dress up, you know, have you, you, you go to your church parking lot, you open up your trunks, um, and you know, you, you hand out candy as people come by, you know, and it's, Basically a way for you to get people on your church campus. Um, but th- at the church that I was at, um, we celebrated the fact that we had, you know, we had like 250 families come through as yeah. if, you know, no one was actually tracking that number, number one. Number two, <laughs> there, there was literally, there was, we, we thought that at, just because people came onto our campus that they were going to think, oh, I'm going to go to this church later. You know, like we, we actually had no intentional... Um, reach out, reaching out afterwards, or no, no healthy gauge for how this event was going for something that was like we held as like an event centric time of the year. Does that make sense? Yep. For, first of all, Mike, I don't. You're telling me that your church participated in the Satanic Holloway, Halloween <laughs> holiday? We re- we redeemed that stuff one day before, um, and yeah, it was okay, wow. it was a it was a fun night. We all dressed up as characters in a bi- in the Bible. That so, explains a uh, lot yeah, about you, uh-huh, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all, you know what? There's yeah, okay, yeah. I'm not going to get into it. I'm okay, gonna, I'm gonna good. <laughs> I couldn't get past the idea that you guys would lift up your trunk and show people the junk in your trunk, uh, especially little kids. Well, you know, that's, uh, yeah, that's probably another podcast for another day. Um, and, you know, maybe we can really dive into, you know, the cultural implications of what it means to really just to, to open up your car and <laughs> hand out candy your from trunk. your car. <laughs> so <laughs> as if that wasn't creepy enough, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I think, you know, we're... I feel like in, in the church world, uh, and like you know this from a marketing perspective, right? I mean, you, the way that you all do everything with Verse and your creative ad agency, all that kind of stuff, is to be able to like funnel people to a point, right? Isn't that kind of how you create everything that you guys do? Yeah, and I never want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, though. I do want to give credit yeah. where credit is due. So with the trunk or treat, Mike, don't, don't throw away the fact that there's brand affinity, Brand affinity is that thing that makes you go, I like those people. I don't even know why. But three years from now, I walk by that church and I'm like, 
you know what? That was cool. They did that thing for my kids with all the junk in the trunk. Sure. Um, and that was <laughs> that was cool that they did that for my kids, you know? And my yeah. kids got some candy out of it, and I knew it was, like, it was safe. There's a lot of other things that they could have been doing, and, like, that worked out really well for us. And that idea yeah. or that feeling of emotion of I like them for, for whatever reason it is, that level of brand affinity multiple times over somebody's life will sometimes be the thing that opens them up to being receptive to the message of the gospel. And so I actually do believe in it. I do think it's a good thing. And uh, if you're doing trunk or treats, um, I I don't necessarily want to say stop doing it. So that's not my message. I think when we talk about healthy church growth, if you're funneling people in, Mike, um, the idea of pushing them through is very – it's very like transactional. Um, and to say that it's only valuable if we actually see people come to know Christ or if we actually have salvation, if we actually, whatever your, your thing is. Um, and and I don't know that, I don't know that, that church community building, if we say like healthy church growth means like people like really connecting on a, on a relational level. Um, and then, and then actually having, building some trust, right. So that you can, walk people through whatever it is that they're kind of dealing with and going through and, and help them kind of, uh, find hope and grace. So, um, I, I do think it's, I think it's valuable to say, Hey, we can do brand affinity things if we're doing them for that sake. Um, sure. but I do like the, the fact that you were kind of alluding to then how do we give them a call to action? Everything we do, you were say, saying as a funnel, that everything should have some sort of opportunity. If I had a great experience and I was looking right. for a church, right. the obvious thing that you think sometimes is like, well, they went on our campus, so of course they're going to know. But yeah. the reality, what we know with marketing and science and the research has, has really clearly shown is that people only do what you tell them to do. And if you don't give them <laughs> an, an action point after they had a great experience, yeah. um, you could potentially... Um, you know, lose them. So a healthy growth scenario for something like even like a trunk or treat or this um, living nativity scene thing that we drove through. Sure. uh, At this church, they put out um, an offering bucket (laughs) as I walked, as I drove by. Yeah. Which is great. Like I put some money in the bucket because I appreciated what they were doing and I wanted to support them. And that was the way that they asked me. That was the call to action for me. Uh, If they had asked me to come to church though, this weekend, Uh, instead of asking for 20 bucks, right. I, I may have, they, I may have had an opportunity to build a relationship with them. Sure. Um, and I might still be open to going to church there, but there was never that ask. And yeah. so, um, I think, you know, when we start to talk about this conversation all the time, the, the, the first thought is like, Hey, a lot of people, you know, I, I want to translate this over to like big events. A lot of people focus all of their energy on the push and getting some, getting people in there. And we count the heads that are in there, and we go, "We did a good job, or we did a bad job based on that." Maybe the maybe the name sucked. Maybe the theme sucked. We didn't tell enough people, and that's where the buck stops right there. Is that fair for you? Well, I yeah, I, absolutely. And I think that um, you know our evaluation. Um, of the of the event afterwards, yeah, only goes so far. And I've totally I've been in those situations all the time. Um, and be and it's almost like the because we put so much effort into it, mm-hmm. uh, be, and because we actually did see a good amount of people, 
then yeah, that's where we'll stop. Like, yeah, we can make maybe we can make the branding better, maybe we can make the name better, um, but like that's it. We're not going to go any further than that. Um, and I've I've run into that a bunch. Um, but so, Justin, something I, I want to go back to real quick that I, you said right as we were beginning to talk about this was um, about making you know making something transactional or not. Um, or and, and I feel like maybe you were you were saying like not all things should be like that. Is that what you were trying to say? Um, it's not that clean when it comes to church work. Right. Well, and so, so that's, that's kind of what I want <laughs> well, to, that, that's what I want to like expound upon. Like how yeah. do we, and, and maybe, maybe you can speak into this a little bit better. Cause I know you, you think about this stuff a lot. How do we as a church, if, and when we decide to spend time, money, resources on an event, um, how do we create a call to action without it sounding like just a giant bait and switch. Because I do feel like our culture is very sensitive to that. And, and, I, and I feel like I'm very sensitive to that. You know, like I don't want someone to feel like they're only there for me to basically shove them, you know, into a certain direction. Does yeah. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like a good example would be that on uh, on in the Christmas season, you guys put together a, a musical – of sorts, yeah. uh, in which you sang songs, and Mike, you actually, uh, I think this year, did you do a hip hop uh, Christmas song where you <laughs> rapped in it? You know, it was so weird. Like we were doing something, and then you just hear this uh, this music come up, and I put mm-hmm. on like a sequin vest and a sideways hat uh, and my hammer pants, and I came out, and it was nuts, dude. It was nuts. Uh, brought down the house. Yeah, that was me. Everybody loved it. You know, and in fact, I think it was trending on Twitter. Um, it was like MC, uh, Hammer Pant Mike uh, was was trending on on Twitter. It was really, it was really, it was really great. And you know, and I think you guys did a good job of inviting guests to come to it um, and sure. saying, you know, this is a great way for you to bring your friend. And it's not church, you know, like it's not Sunday morning. I th- I feel like this is like a common event for a lot of churches. Yeah, totally, it's a it's a historic thing. And maybe you do it more traditional. Maybe you do it more modern. My point, I guess, is that it's totally different than Sunday morning. And yeah. and if you are doing it on Sunday morning, uh, it's totally different than your normal Sunday morning. And you're inviting people and saying, "Hey, this is like a really soft, welcoming thing. It's not going to be as right. hard hitting. Maybe there's a a, a a salvation message at the end. Maybe not, depending on what church you're in. Um, but that's not really the, the the point of what we're talking about. The point of what we're talking about is like we put a lot of work into the program. We put a lot of work yeah. into the event, into the thing. And, and you're kind of saying the bait and switch thing would be like, you've never sang any hip hop songs on a Sunday morning. Um, <laughs> right. but yet you did an awesome job with it on this, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, audience, Mike did not sing a hip hop and he did not wear <laughs> hammer pants. This analogy fifth, is going too far. Fifth grade Mike did though. So yeah. Keep going. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> There, I have this fantasy version of Mike doing hip hop things all the time. He's really street, y'all. He's really yeah. street. <laughs> Absolutely, that's what people know me by for sure. Yes. <laughs> but my I, my point is uh, is, that, is you know so we have two we have a lot of issues inside of events if we were to dissect them from a healthy church growth standpoint. Yeah. And we would say one of them is um, not representing what what is us, um, yeah. or a flavor of us that's not going to ever be seen again for another year or until sure. another big event, which might be two, three, four times a year. Right. Um, so I think that's an interesting topic. What I mean, what are your thoughts? How do you combat that? And and what are you guys doing 
to help make that, uh, you know, people want to see the show. They want to hear yeah. you bust it out, you know? Right. What are you... <laughs> They want to see Mike Mage rap a little bit. No, I um, I the think that Mike Mage. Yeah, I think that that's good. Like, and, and I think it's probably a bigger conversation than you know this this podcast can lend itself to. Um, I know for you know when we get to Christmas Eve, when we get to Easter, and I I don't know again. You know, I think this podcast is a great is a conversation and a journey for all of us to be on. And what does it look like in your contextualized environment to have healthy church growth? Um, and especially from like the creative realm, because, you know, that's, that's kind of what point. we do. Um, and so like, I think for us in our context, uh, we try, honestly, obviously, you know, for those big, those big weekends or whatever, we try to make, make it be, yes, a little special. I do think people are, even if people are coming in who've never been to church before, they are expecting Christmas Eve to be a little different. They're expecting Easter to be a little different. They just, they have some, some sort of cultural context for that. Um, and so, uh, you know, we try to, to maybe, to maybe not go like super crazy on the end to, so that we, c- so that if we get a new person that is going to come back, um, what they're expecting is maybe a little bit of what they got for Christmas Eve for Easter, whatever big event is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not like this, this is us on only on this time. And then when you yeah. get, you know, the next Sunday, you get people who are tired, uninvested and just like a rote experience, you know, like that's not, so we'll, we'll try to like. You know, and it, it is, I think it's a fine line, um, you know, and it's, it's something that you kind of have to work through. I don't know if there's like a set template for that. And I might be wrong on that. I don't know what your thoughts are, but, um, you know, we, and, and we do try, you know, we, we have tried to save big concert type events. Um, you know, that just, that's not who we are. Um, and so, you know, that might be who, well, whoever's listening to this church is, but we try to, you know, save those for worship nights. But again, like that's, that's our contextualized version yeah. of that. So. I have a lot of thoughts about this, but um, one of the rubrics that I, f- I feel like, or, or maybe like um, the tests or gut checks on, on this yeah. for like, how far are you going is right. like, um, I got a, I've quoted him before, but I, I worked with a pastor, uh, pastor Kurt, who said, you know, he's like, man, he's like, you guys, you're just killing it. Like you get, you're just going, I mean, I would leave, I would leave everything on on the big event yeah. floor you know right. i mean it was like i didn't hold anything back it was every big idea i had it was everything i could possibly do to get people talking um, yeah. and that wasn't the healthiest thing it wasn't healthy for our team and what we found is like we were really burned out for the next two sundays three sundays four sundays and we weren't really willing or ready to give our best and and he he used to challenge us to say like hey maybe like scale back that event a little bit sure. um and Maybe try to uh, make the next Sunday a little better. <laughs> so yeah, right. And so it, it, you brought up a point that Christmas Eve is still one of the most successful opportunities we have as the church to attract people who are far from God. Yeah. Um, you know, like it's one of the cultural things that is culturally seasonal, accepted to say, "Hey, I'll, I'll go and experience something at church, even if I I don't." I'm not really active in my faith. I'm not really believing right now, but it was something I did as a kid and it feels good. And Christmas just brings right. back all these nostalgic feelings. So yeah, absolutely. So with that in mind, like I do think Mike, like I don't think we get a free pass to not still try to be our best. Yeah, absolutely. The, the question is just like, how many chips do you cash in to be yep. your best and how much above and beyond? So the, if, if Christmas Eve or your big event or your big opportunities 
which Christmas Eve is one of the natural big ones. If you're don't ignore it, we're not saying like, hey, uh, don't don't do your don't do Christmas programming, right? Or any any holiday program for them. A lot of people listening to this are probably th- trying to figure out how to do Easter. It's a little bit yeah. different beast, right? Right. Um, but the point is, is maybe to think about if you were if you had a hundred chips to cash in, right? And you've been putting them all in on on East on Christmas. And and really even maybe borrowing some from the following couple Sundays, <laughs> like overspending yeah, yeah. on Christmas and borrowing some, and like you've used up everything you've got. And the next couple Sundays, you're putting on the C squad. Um, you know, you bring yeah, in the the, the the yeah. pitch pastor, um, <laughs> the, right, the, yeah. the 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 pastor for hire who's been like just touring his his one message <laughs> around the country. Um, you know, whatever whatever your solution is to, to getting through that that weekend is, um, and getting a couple of weeks under your belt to recover. My point is is that maybe take your hundred or hundred and twenty percent of your chips that you had, and cut that down to forty percent for yeah. the event, and then spread that out thirty percent and thirty percent on the following two Sundays. So a good measure, you know, for me, Mike, to, a takeaway for this would be. A good measure for healthy church growth events is yeah. how much does your church grow the second Sunday after your event? If mm. the answer is zero, if we've got nobody interested in getting connected, you know, we've got we don't have a lot of people to follow up with. If your connect team is not like just slammed and swamped after the next couple of weeks of events, um, that's a problem. You know, it was just yeah. hype. It was just and again, you could have brand affinity. Like if you come into it with a hype event purpose and as long as you give people a call to action to say, hey, if you're interested, if you liked the hype and you knew this was hype and you knew this was just to have a good time, if you want right. our normal thing, come over here and here's a call to action for it. Make sure you sign up. I still think you know, for the health of the church, it's really the second Sunday that's going to tell you. Mm. um how what stuck you know what kind yeah. of growth was really good and i the thing that makes me a little bit sad is that sometimes i feel like there's a lot of churches who they have like their standard status quo for sunday for 50 weeks out of the year yeah and totally. then two weeks out of the year they have like a 10x budget on them right and it, it might be smart I'd i'd challenge you to maybe look at your schedule and go is there an opportunity for you to take the effort and like scale back Christmas and put it into back to school season yeah, and, and put it back into your back to school series and treat that with the same level of intensity that you're putting into Christmas and see what yeah. four seasons of pushes like that, put a, a summer melt series in that's going right. to stop some of that attrition in summer um, yeah. and give people a reason to keep coming during the summer, put some extra yeah. effort into something exciting there. Well, and I think that's a that's a good place for us to. I think we could keep talking about this forever because I do think you know um, it's such a good topic because churches are going to continue are, are event driven organizations um, or that you know it's it and it has been for a long time and and while you know I think the mindset behind it is is changing or has changed or will change all that kind of stuff just the way that everything is um churches are not going to stop doing events uh and that's okay um but we would love to hear from you the audience um you know hit us up on our instagram our facebook um you know and and let us know how have you been making your events better uh we would love to be resources um for for everybody for uh for healthy church growth 
uh, to be able to, to check in and see how can we make this next Sunday uh, really reap the benefit of this big event that we spent all of our, a lot of our time, energy, <laughs> and resources behind. So, yeah. um, Justin, this, is, this has been a super great conversation. Um, thank you so much for uh, joining us here on the Healthy Church Growth Podcast. Uh, continue to share, like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. It's been incredible to get to see you, uh, to get to know you, to get to hear from you, um, and continue to have these conversations together. So, it's so good. Thanks, Mike. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Healthy Church Growth Podcast, where we believe that healthy things grow and growth means life.